Welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we will explore the local arts culture and community in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll discuss all types of mediums with the goal of enriching local arts culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. I'm Ben, and this week, Elise is joined by artist Gretchen Gross. Gretchen Gross is a pet portrait artist, as well as bartender and beer can label designer for Lost Tavern Brewing. She went to Kutztown University and majored in art education with minors in fiber art and art history. She has been married to her husband, Bill, for 18 years. Her and Bill have two children, Blake and Sarah. So I can let you start if you want your story <laughs> yeah yeah i can um just jump into it there's there's so many um some of them i can remember doing and then others were just stories that my parents were like oh remember when you did that <laughs> um so the one and i actually can vividly remember doing it um so my brother when i was little he used to dare me all the time to do things and <laughs> As brothers do. Yeah, yeah. So, and not wanting to be a failure, I always accept the challenge because I hate losing. So, uh, we were on vacation. Our family vacation always used to be in Massachusetts. We would go to Cape Cod. And there was this huge pine tree. And my brother's like, oh, I bet you can't even make it halfway up. I'm like, I'll one-up you and I'll make it all the way to the top of this tree. So, I start climbing up and... Step by step, I'm like feeling the branches are secure. So I just keep going and going. And before I knew it, I'm looking down at my brother, who's like the size of an ant at this point. (laughs) And I turned and I looked over the little cottage we used to stay in. And my dad was on the other side cutting the grass. And I could clearly see him. I'm like, yo, dad. I kept calling him. (laughs) And he's like looking to his left, looking to his right. And finally he looks up and I start waving to him. And uh, he comes running around the side of the house and he's like, okay, you did a great job climbing this tree, but show me how you can come down the tree. So I slowly start like inching my way back down. And he just said how terrifying it was to like look over and see your child swaying at the top of this tree. I can't even know that's to be like a pure parent fear moment where it's just like, oh, my God, okay, I have to maintain my cool now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Yeah, because I, I think of that now with my kids and I'm like, oh, if they knew half the stuff I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that was what we I love your storytelling. And I love that was like the first thing when you came in here, you're like, I have so many good stories. Like, I just have so many random stories and I love it. And I was curious if any if you make any artwork or like make artwork for yourself, that's kind of centered around any of those memories at all. Um, Not necessarily any of the memories that I can think of, actually. Hmm. One just came, <laughs> one came to mind. So I do remember in elementary school uh, having a project that was, um, it was all clay and we had to make like these really funny faces out of it. And so I chose to make this goofy face with just like these narrow lips. And I remember having a cigar sticking out of the side of the mouth. And I <laughs> made this like little fly that sat on the end of the cigar. And it had like these like big eyes that were like, One was looking up, one was looking down, and all my other classmates had these, like, just normal-looking faces, and mine was the only one that looked like that. And I think my dad still has it. It might be sitting in our basement bar just because it was so weird. That's so amazing. Um, But on purpose, I don't think I've ever just focused on that. It's always just been 
kind of random stuff that I didn't think about, if that makes sense. It just happened. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think so much of it is subconscious, right? Like you're making stuff and you're like, huh, I wonder where that came from or like why I drew it like that or why it ended up like that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Very cool. So I we're really excited to have you on the show. So thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I was um, excited. Yeah, I know Ben mentioned when you came in that um, we had originally found your artwork through Lost Tavern Brewing. Yes. Um, because you designed their beer can labels. I do. Which is so very cool. <laughs> it is. It's such a fun and surreal job to have. Um, and I kind of just, uh, just from... Being a patron there and then knowing a few of the owners and just kind of getting my foot in the door that way. And they knew I came in all the time because I just sat and drank beer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and what better way to keep doing that than become a bartender? Uh, so uh, I had applied and I was working at another job uh, 12, 12 years at the job I was at when I applied for it. And I got it and sayonara to my other job. And <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> That's very cool. So how does the process for the label design work for you? Um, so I work very closely with Kenny, one of the owners. Um, he'll sit down with the brewers and they come up with names. And once they have a name, because you have to get, there's like a process for it. You have to get yeah. the name approved. Um, mm -hmm. And no other beers can have the same name that they chose. Oh. Um, so, it, yeah, it's just going through. They take care of all that. Yeah. Um, and then once they have the name, they Kenny comes to me and he's like, well, this is the idea that we had to go along with this name. What is your take on it? Mm -hmm. And then I'll just put my own spin on it. And we work great together. We go back and forth. Like, I'll send him an idea. And he's like, yeah, I like that. But maybe we could, you know, go a little bit in this direction. And majority of the stuff that I draw, uh, he's super cool with. And I love that he gives me that freedom. I love trying like all the different microbrews and like microbreweries in the area and all the stuff that they come up with. And it seems like everyone's passion, it's so passion driven, right? Like ev all the flavors and all of the different types of beer and the design and the names and stuff all comes out of like people's really like intense passion for making and creating beer, right? Yeah. And I was curious if any of the label designs like are really in, and I guess the label designs kind of come from the names, but how that's incorporated into like the flavors and the type of beer or like the kind of energy or like feeling that you get because the label determines so much of like how many people will buy the beer, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> There's times where I'll go into Shangy's um, in Emmaus mm -hmm. and I just walk around looking at labels. I don't leave empty handed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I always leave with something. Um, but I do. I, I look at the label. That's the first thing that catches your eye. That's mm -hmm. the whole marketing part of it. And yeah. you definitely want to throw that fly out and reel that person in. Yeah. And I'm definitely blessed to, to work with such great brewers. So not only am I, you know, drawing this and getting that out there, but I'm standing by what they do, mm -hmm. which is a huge bonus. Yeah. It would really suck to have to sell something that I'm like, this is the shittiest beer I've ever had, but it's not like that at all. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> So is there, um, I know you had shared a couple of photos and I've seen obviously your labels all over their Instagram and I've been there just a couple times, but <laughs> is there any, are there any labels or e even not connected to the labels, like specific beers that you just like love from there or like labels that you think just came out so great and you're so proud of? 
Um, so I'm super proud. I can honestly say, say every single one I've done, I'm so proud of. I put so many hours into doing it. And I don't know if people quite grasp that sometimes. They right. see it and they're like, oh, well, they just whipped that out. And <laughs> they drew that quick. And uh, so the one, uh, the Allen Iverson, not a game. That one's a triple IPA. Mm-hmm. And so that label took me... I want to say eight plus hours to get that done. And I love realism. I specialize in realism. So when they came to me with the idea for that label, I was all over it. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to get this as real as we can. And so that one just won an award for best beer can of 2021 by breweries in PA. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I'm super, super pumped on that. Um, How many people can say I drew a label that just won best beer can in PA? So it's that was pretty exciting. Very nice. I'm going to pause for some applause there. (laughs) That's that's so cool. Oh, there you go. (laughs) That's so awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. You were showing us a couple on your iPad. You're showing us a couple of your pieces um, and some of the other labels that you've done too. And the range of like design and style is so impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And I I was curious, like a lot of people, and this isn't like a negative or positive um, interpretation. It's just like a lot of people, they have a, vi- a very specific style and kind of stick to it, right? But how do you navigate like having so many different styles of artwork that you do? And how do you, how do you, how do you do it? It's so cool. Um, well, thank you. First of all, um, yeah, sometimes it's not super easy to achieve that. And then I tend to overthink things a lot. I'll (laughs) sit and I'll just stare at my blank iPad for hours. And I'm like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And, um, so whatever comes to my mind is kind of just the direction I go and the style I try to achieve. I know, um, more for my Uh, portrait work that I do with colored pencils that is more of that specific style Mm -hmm. so for beer cans I feel like you have to have that versatility um, just to keep people coming back to buy the can artwork Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if artwork's kind of the same all the time people aren't going to come back to buy it and you just want I, I know there's people that say to me, oh, I collected and I have the stickers going, they peel it off the can yeah, and it's yeah. essentially a sticker. And um, they say they have it going down their basement stairs or I've heard like coffee tables and they put <laughs> glass on top of it, which I'm like, holy crap, you guys keep my work? Like, that's awesome. And I love it. And um, I try to stay humble about it too because I feel like if you get too wrapped up in hearing it all the time because sometimes I'm like, no, this label really did suck. But, you know, um, where were we going? I don't even remember. I was was praising, I was singing your praises about... about your the stylistic differences in all of your labels oh, that's and right. how do you okay. achieve that yeah um <laughs> <laughs> try, try to stay <laughs> humble though Gretchen what year is it <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm try this is where my mind like kind of goes like sometimes <laughs> off in every direction and then I forget what the heck I'm talking about um but yeah, I think um each name like how we had mentioned the brewers come up with that kind of determines it and if I want to do super realism or if I want it to look more cartoony or if it's a food item and that kind of all helps with the, that direction and keeping them different. Yeah. 
So are your pet portraits all digital artwork too? Um, so those all started with colored pencil. Okay, cool. And the majority of them are colored pencil. Every mm -hmm. so often I'll get a request to do them digitally, mm -hmm. which is still completely hand-drawn. Um, I'm using the Apple Pencil on the iPad Pro. Okay. Um, so it still is essentially like what pen to paper would be. I'm choosing the colors, I'm blending it, I'm using different tools to get that look. Uh, yeah. So every so often I do that. Yeah, these pet, pet portraits are just so like absolutely gorgeous and extremely hyper realistic thank you too do you so are those mostly commission pieces they are okay very yeah. cool. how did you kind of get into that um so that started um so this is really gonna show my age <laughs> <laughs> um i want to say probably 15 to 16 years ago i had a friend of mine at the job i was at then uh, she came to me, she knew I did artwork and I wasn't even doing it for a living at that point. It would every so often come up that I could do art, but not how it is now that I wanted to make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of her dogs had passed away and she goes, oh yeah, I, I heard you do artwork. Uh, would you be willing to draw my dog for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, uh, not really thinking how it would come out, but that one was done all graphite pencil, not color pencil. Um, so it was all essentially like gray gray tones and so I had drawn it and I was proud of it and I look back now and I'm like oh my god that was a piece of shit <laughs> I, I, hope she, I hope you're not listening but um I mean you have to start somewhere and yeah. getting back into it and and uh even though I mean at the time I was like yeah this is this is good and I was proud of it and proud to give that work over um so that one just led to another one and then she had a friend like it and they just it, it just kept getting passed on kind of the um, snowball kept rolling yep yep <laughs> and then uh with me doing the more I switched over to colored pencil and the more you do something the better you get at it because right. it's just that repetitive uh, motion of doing it and I wanted to keep getting better at it so that was a driving force too. Yeah, very nice. Do you ever, um, <clears throat> so you said most of them are commission based, but do you have pets of your own that you draw? <laughs> I do. Um, so uh, there should be some that are on my Instagram page, uh, but I have a dog named Gino. Uh, very cute. <laughs> you'll see him in my stories every so often. Uh, but he is actually how I came up with the name The Twisted Plot. Uh, he's a plot hound. And oh. uh, we had rescued him. He'll be, I think he's nine. Yeah. Yeah, he's nine years old. Um, so when we, we got him, my husband, he's a teacher. He was working full time. And I was still full time, but not as full of a day as him, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, we were kind of leaving around the same time, but I would get home before him. Um, and when I came home, Gino, this, this is going to get kind of deep here. <laughs> Gino would come up to me and start humping my leg <laughs> to the point where it was like vicious. Like I would try to like pull myself away and he was attached at my leg. Like I would have bruises and cuts all over my leg from him and he would bark at me. And my husband's like, he's showing his dominance. You have to like establish yourself and make him know that he's not in charge. And of course I didn't do that. Cause I'm like, how can I do this to his face? Look at his face. He's so cute. So um, with him being a plot hound, the one day I was like, this dog is just so damn twisted. And I'm like, he's such a twisted plot. And then I was like, wait a second. 
this is like a play on words. This is great. I love it. <laughs> so that's kind of, but he's the biggest baby. I love this dog. Like he, he essentially became my therapy dog. Oh, that's so sweet. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you since you started, you said you started with colored pencils. Um, when did like, well, do you, one, do you still use colored pencils in a lot of your artwork or any like, I'll call, I'll call them for lack of a better term, like traditional mediums. Um, and then two, like when did the integration into digital art kind of start for you? Um, so yeah, a lot of the commissioned pet portraits are the colored pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I switched over. I, I was actually like pretty late in the game. There were some labels for Lost Tavern that I did in the beginning that were colored pencil. Oh, that's really cool. Um, and I think you can see them. Uh, the one was for Martin. Uh, that one, we took the Martin Tower and then made um, it look like guitar, like guitar strings. Oh, cool. So that one was color pencil. And then others were, and I would have to drop them into Photoshop. It took me forever to do them. <laughs> like it, it was this huge process. And I really couldn't. I, I want to be real. I couldn't really afford the iPad. I, yeah. I just didn't have the money to, nor did I want to. I didn't want to give in to technology. I wanted to keep everything just the traditional pen to paper work. Um, and the one year for Christmas, everyone got together in my family and got me the iPad. Oh, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> I was happy that way. I was like, yeah. yes, I will accept this. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have to pay for it. Uh, so... It, it kind of took a little toying around to get used to it. Um, and then once I did, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is literally saving me hours. It, That's awesome. It, yeah. <laughs> Are you trained in traditional medium or how did you kind of get your start with art making? Um, so I I had gone to Kutztown University hmm. and I majored in art education. Okay. And I minored in a couple other things. I had fiber art and um, so that was on the loom. And then I started making everything that I was, um, weaving. I started to incorporate wire into it. Mm -hmm. And then I started forming it into these 3d sculptures, which wow. at the time my professor was like, I've never seen anyone do this. So <laughs> always trying to just think outside the box. Um, and then I minored in art history. Uh, I'm a complete dork. I love that stuff. <laughs> Anything with history in general, I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, so it, majoring in art education, they kind of, you cover a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's what, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I'm answering the question right. <laughs> no, totally. Um, I, I, I mean, like, do you, did you have like, stu have to do like studio time when you were I did. in school? Yep, yeah. Yep. And I remember this is kind of off track a little bit, um, but doing a life drawing. Mm. And I recently joined another group that's a figurative drawing group. Oh, and that's cool. it's really cool. It's people from all over the world that are in it. And mm -hmm. there's, I think, two that are fairly local, which was, I think, the one um, invited me into the group, hmm. um, which is a small world to know that two of the people in that group live within the area. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those you'll see, too, on my Instagram page. It's uh, the the life drawing. So it's like the nude models that are there. Yeah. Um, is that something you do like over Zoom or like is it in like you got to go in person and do this? So we do it all in a private group on Instagram. So uh, you're invited in and then it's a private chat that you're doing oh, online okay. and they give you your photo reference. And then every every artist that takes part draws from that reference, mm -hmm. but they all look so different. Cool. 
So then you kind of like share back and forth and everyone like looks at each other's yep. drawings too. Yep. Oh, that's really yeah. neat. Yeah. Some artists are, are pretty harsh on themselves or like, <laughs> this is such a piece of crap and I could have done this and this. No, it's a learning experience and yeah. everyone there encourages everyone else. And I love that. Just like-minded people coming together with that support and encouragement and they're uplifting. And yeah. it's something nice and positive to see versus I think what our society is like now. It's depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you want to stay positive. Yeah. And that's something you found fairly recently, you said? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's yep. very cool. I like, I don't know, it's hard because I think a lot of people, um, obviously you can't be like experiencing art in person or making art with other people in person, but that's like one thing that has just absolutely fascinated me over the last couple of years during the pandemic is like, the virtual community communities that are built around art making and like the need to connect still, but like finding alternative routes to like still having that connection and that space yes. for critique and community and conversation about artwork too. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice and refreshing to see. Yeah. That's why we started the show was, it was like, this past past March, it was like mid pandemic. And we're like, we want to keep talking, connecting with artists, you know? And it was like that, that need to like foster connection and keep, keep that connection, you know? So yeah. I'm so glad that you found something like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Do you have um, like artist friends in our community or like people that you collaborate with ever? Um, I'm trying to think if I've collaborated with anyone. I can't think of it all the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I was curious, like, if any of your beer cans were collaborative. So, um, okay, yeah. So beer can-wise, I've done um, with Abomination Brewing, uh, mm. Sam Heimer, their artist. Uh, we, did, we did one together, and oh, he was cool. super, super easy to work with. Nice. And our artwork was it's very, very different. I love his style, but for me... Um, to create something that he does is it's impossible. You guys will have to just check out his work to see like our work is opposite ends. Um, but when it came down to us collaborating, we worked so well together. It was so easy. And we both instantly were like, yes, this is the direction we could just see it. And it worked. That's cool. How How is it working with, I know you said he's easy to work with, but working with someone whose style is so different for you, like what is the start to finish? What is the process like collaborating with another artist on a project like that? So we both um, just started throwing ideas out of, because the, uh, the name of the beer was Wonderlost. So with having that in, we were like, oh, well, what if we put this person that they're lost coming out of the dark to the light and... Um, he specializes more in like drawing skulls and gravestones and <laughs> um, you would definitely recognize his work if you put it up. So um, I was like, well, let me do my style and I'll draw essentially what became the seeker walking out of the grave into the light. And it just, it just gelled. That's awesome. Very cool. Would you ever be interested in doing something like that again? Or is that like a... I'm good. <laughs> oh, no, 100%. Yeah, I would nice. definitely do it again. Very nice. That's awesome. In terms of um, how, kind of how you'd gotten into digital art, um, is that something that's like completely self-taught? That that was, yeah. 
Um, I, I had an idea uh, how to do it um, through Photoshop, but you're mm. doing everything with a mouse. So it's just like clicking and right. your hand completely seizing up and <laughs> <laughs> looking like you have a claw for a hand. And uh, so I, I knew how to operate in layers. And a lot of my artwork is it'll be like anywhere from 30 to 40 on up layers. So mm -hmm. if you make a mistake, you can just get rid of that layer. It's gone. Right. It didn't happen. And uh, so it was pretty easy just to jump into this this program. Nice. And you use Procreate. Procreate, say, right? Yep. What, so I'm curious because this is something that is becoming a very mainstream tool for artists and even for people that don't necessarily consider themselves artists they want to kind of like integrate into this digital art world but do you find it's something that was easy to learn do you was there like a really big learning curve with that um i thought it was pretty easy um i'm a hands-on person uh you could tell me something a thousand times and i won't understand it until i actually do it uh there are people though and I was kind of on the fence about it at first, but there there are people that they're like, well, that's not really art. You're not really <laughs> creating that. That is digital. It's so easy. Anyone can do it. And um, so that was kind of annoying at first. Yeah. Um, and there are still people that are like, well, you're not you're not really putting like you're not using whatever medium oil oil paintings <laughs> to do this. So that's it doesn't count. It's not real. Oh, geez. Uh, so that. <laughs> Yeah, I, and it's not that I'm trying to change anyone's mind on it, um, but it it still does take that time, and I'm choosing the brush strokes that I want to use. I'm choosing the colors that I want to use. I'm blending yeah. it. Um, but there's just so many cool effects that you can add that you can't with other mediums. So yeah. if I want something to look uh, like it's glowing or, I mean, I shouldn't really say you can't because you can make something. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about this, you can make something look like it's glowing with other mediums, but it's, uh, it's, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm glad that you said that because that was literally my next question was, what is your position on people who say that digital art isn't like true art? And I think it's funny because there is such a weird perception around it. And I, I don't make very much digital art. I took like a graphic design class in college and was like, fuck, this is the hardest thing ever. I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it's funny because people have such a weird perception of it. And it's like, well, oil paint is a quote, technical advancement over like mixing dirt and <laughs> dirt and pigment and water and like painting on the cave wall. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny that like now that it's art, now, not, I'm not saying like now it's happening because it's been happening for years, but the like over time, the integration of like art into technology, people get so weird about it. Uh, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are there people like, I know you said that uh, you had some of those interactions, but is there anyone that's like really not, they've not let it go? <laughs> um, I don't know. No, not necessarily. That's um, good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was one person that kind of did like a little blasting on and it wasn't geared towards me. It was more towards that group that I was doing, that mm. figurative group. And they were like, oh, well, this isn't this isn't real. I the people that did the graphite drawing of me, that's real art. What you guys did wasn't. And they actually ended up apologizing because they <laughs> could see you can do um, on Procreate. It'll record 
what you're drawing so oh, you can yeah. actually play it back from like your first mark on the paper to the end and and once they saw that they're like oh shit yeah they're really drawing this like yeah. that's real yeah i think maybe some people assume that you're like tracing something or but even yep. if you were you still have to like create it <laughs> <laughs> technically it's still yeah 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 um yeah i i haven't done that <laughs> i'm thinking about that because i'm like oh my god now people are going to be like no you did that um but yeah it's 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 quite incredible what you can do with it yeah one of the things that i'm always curious about is like when do you start to consider yourself like an artist and everyone's always had a different answer for that because even um, interviewees that have come on and they're like, yeah, I went to art school and then I was doing this and I kind of gave up on art and never really considered my artwork like artist worthy until someone bought it or something. And I'm just curious if like, what was your journey into like accepting yourself as an artist and like identifying as an artist? Oh. It's I a mean, deep question. It, it is. <laughs> and I'm probably totally overthinking this. <laughs> But as far back, and this is like for real, as far back as I can remember um, being in elementary school, I would always say to my art teacher, I'm going to be an artist. Like oh. there's little Gretchen <laughs> sitting there. I'm like, I want to be an artist. Um, but I, for me to actually say that I became an artist, um, I think was back when I did that first commission, hmm. that, that first graphite drawing, because when you are almost selling something, then you're like, oh, this is an income and this is for real. Um, but I still think you can, even if I didn't make money doing it and I'm still creating art, like I'm an artist. Yeah. Um, so did I just, <laughs> did I just make a funny sound? <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he yeah. can put in like a dolphin sound. <laughs> I'd be like, what was that funny sound? I didn't even hear it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and like you said, I think that's different for everyone. Like Absolutely. that's almost like your own personal battle and struggle. And that's why artists have so many issues. <laughs> Societal validation. That's why artists had so many issues. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's there's been a few things that I've created that sold for more than what I thought they would. Mm. And sometimes it's hard, too, because you have to put that money value on something. And how do you do that? Mm. Sometimes I think, is it by skill or is it by how many hours or what? what's your worth? And that's completely different to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't. <laughs> so my mom, um, <laughs> I don't want to like put her on blast, but she... Um, I've always considered her since I was a kid, like an artist and I've always really like looked up to her. And I think it's a lot of the reason that I've gotten into like the career path that I have is because of her. Um, but it wasn't until recently and she's like in her late fifties that she really like, she's making art. She's out in the world, like selling her artwork. And that was one of those questions. She's like, I don't like, how do you? how do you price this stuff? Like, yeah, and I'm like, real. well, like sit down and like do the math. So how much time did it take you? And she has like a great teacher that she was working with that had kind of helped her like 
write out the formula for it. But yeah, it's like how it's scary, right? Like it pricing your very stuff scary. is really scary. Yeah, and it, it's funny you said that about like pricing it because my husband's all about like the math aspect of things. <laughs> like I suck at math. I'm so bad at it. And he's like, well, how big is the paper? I'm like, well, this one's an eight by 10. He's like, well, how many square inches? Yeah. And you can charge this amount <laughs> per square inch. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not even putting the time. Like it's how quickly if I'm drawing something, like what are we basing it on here? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you make it hourly? Do you make it by square inch? Do you make it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And it's definitely, I never feel like it's quite as much as people deserve either, <laughs> but it's, it's all what people are willing to spend on it too, you know? True. It sucks. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's true. A lot of people are super content with going to Target and buying like... <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't like outwardly criticize Target. <laughs> Target's many, great. Many people... <laughs> I go to Target all the time and I spend money on things I shouldn't at Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, many people are like content with going and buying artwork that is printed on en masse. And there are people that created those too, and they deserve to make their money how they can. But yep. um, I don't know. It's definitely up to personal preference and like where you fit the beauty in your life and like where you prioritize um, where your money is spent. And yeah. I if, I, if I was financially able, I'd spend all my money on other people's artwork. <laughs> but yes. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I've i had conversations, too, with my dad. And, I'm, and you know, because everyone has to make a living. You have to have that income. And yeah. it's that whole saying, the starving artist. And especially uh, with how things have have been, it's it's difficult. And, mm -hmm. of course, I don't want to shortchange myself. But um, And I recently did um, up what I was charging, not by a lot, just by a little bit. But, yeah. you know, everyone says, know your worth. And Absolutely. that's like something that rings in my head. It's hard because I think like you spend so much time. If we're talking about a specific piece, like you spend so much time laboring over it and you're so close to the situation that when you're done, you're like, is this something that other people want to look at? Or is it just kind of like yeah. something I've built built up in my head? But it's amazing, like the breadth of difference in people's art and like what attracts people people based on their personal interests like I could look at one painting and be like it is art but like I don't know if I connect with it in another one that could be a splotch on the canvas and I'm like beautiful done I want it yes. like yes. I'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars I don't care this, like this is mine <laughs> um, I'm curious since you mentioned you really like art history I'm curious if there's like an an artist or as we were talking about this like an artist or a piece of artwork that you kind of connect with that um Maybe you feel that way about that. Like you'd be willing to spend any amount of money on if you could. Yeah. Um, so one artist um, and they're from PA and my dad had actually turned me on to him. We had gone to the Brandywine River Museum hmm. and Andrew Wyeth has his own space that's there that has his, his artwork there. And we had gone in and I think we stepped in not even two feet. And my dad looks up and he's like, oh, my God, Gretchen. He's like, that's Andrew Wyeth standing right there. I'm like, get out. Oh and God. so we walked up and my dad shook his hand. He's like, this is all I want to do. And I was just like in awe. I couldn't even <laughs> move. I probably look so stupid. Um, but he he passed uh, quite a while ago. But mm. just to have that experience and he specialized in watercolor, which is 
it's an extremely hard medium. Mm-hmm. I try. I'm getting better at it, um, <laughs> but it's 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 hard. Um, so his his artwork definitely uh, just because it has that realism, and I'm the same way. I love realism. Sometimes I think it's like this weird sickness that I have that I'm like trying to get things so real, as real as I can. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely one. Um, trying to think if there's any others off the top of my head. I mean, I, I look at so much and each each artist has their own style that I can appreciate. Absolutely. Um, I was, <laughs> so you just made me think of something. Um so when I was in college, I was in like an art history class and the professor was talking about, I can't remember who the artist was, but someone that was <clears throat> have, was doing like really super photorealistic stuff. And I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't believe this, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second because I'm curious okay. what you think of it. But the student, like it, it was like an IS, like information science tech student. Like it was, okay, here <laughs> it was, it was like a very, like very like pointed question, like trying to stir the pot. But he's like, if it's so, if you're trying to make it so photorealistic, why don't you just take a fucking picture? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew it. And like, and our professor, why don't you just take a picture? It'll last out, longer. Bust out laughing, and it was like, she was a very good sport about it, but it was just so funny. And I'm curious, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like funny and kind of depressing all at it's the same so time. Depressing. Because the immediate like erasure of all of the work that goes, and I'm not saying that photography isn't a valid medium and it takes a oh my ton God. of yeah. work. Photography like, is awesome. In, <laughs> the like, just immediate like, why don't you just take me? <laughs> like, I, I, I completely forgotten about that. So I'm curious, like, what? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> there has to be at least one in every crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just love that challenge of taking something and turning it into something that my hand created, not that was just captured like in a moment of, in time by a camera. Yeah. Um, and that's that whole challenge to me is I want to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny too, because then on the flip side of that, like I think a lot of people have this <clears throat> twisted, uh, twisted. <laughs> there it is. There's that word again. <laughs> I probably haven't said that word in like years. And then I was like, oh, you just said it. Um, this like twisted interpretation of photography too, where they're like, you just point and like click it. And like, that is the process for a lot of people, but like, it's not, it's definitely not as easy as that, you know? (laughs) It's so much more. And if you really start studying photography and looking at what great photographers do, Mm -hmm. it's like Ainsel Adams. He's Mm -hmm. an amazing photographer. Um, And there's pictures that I've taken that I'm like, that's a great shot. And then I'll look at it again. I'm like, it's not really. And people that know what they're doing, they just capture those moments and, they don't miss those moments and yeah. it's it's cool it's a cool thing yeah there's a show um where i work right now with some photographs by this artist holly i think her name last name is pronounced andres andres i'm not, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure um but she does these amazing like super colorful they very much remind me of like alice in wonderland very fairy tale oriented but <clears throat> they're and a student had i had overheard a student say this when we were doing like a tour um but they're like oh it just kind of looks like she was taking pictures of her kids because it's like these three young girls they're in like this i think i know who you're talking about (laughs) they're in like i can pull up a picture i can can picture it in my head it's like these surreal like moments right yes they're very like um 
Um, and she's like, it she looks do, like, like a Harry Potter thing. Kind of like taking photos of just like taking photos of her kids. But yes, it's it's so the more that you look at it, like it's so it's staged. But like when you look at it, you still are creating like a story in your mind. Yeah, it's that amount of creativity, too, because yeah. I think there might be a couple others that are similar to that. Yeah, um, yeah I remember absolutely. seeing like kids riding on a broomstick or and then they'll show how they actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the creative process behind that, like someone could look at that and be like, oh, it's just that. But yeah. think about it. Like you had to come up with that idea right. and then edit it and do it in a way that's like visually appealing. Right. And like similar to like a play or a theater piece, like all the little things that go into it, the hair, the dress, the, the, lighting. the lighting, the set, like how do you how are you like constructing this story around a single captured moment in time? And it's like similar to photorealistic artwork. It's that's hand-drawn. Like how to, how much went into like you having to focus on the light falls here and the shape of it's this way. And it's like, people just don't, they have no, there's no appreciation for the time it takes to create stuff. I'm like going it's just on a like rant, that whole but, mindset too. Cause I yeah. can look at that and, and know that I like it. But for yeah. me, to create something like that, like I wouldn't even be able to do that. Right, right. It's everyone's different. Like, well, I believe you could, but I, <laughs> it's everyone. Everyone's like interpretation of it is so different. Like you said, with the live drawing group, it's like everyone's looking at the same thing, but they're all creating their own interpretation yeah. of it. And it's a hundred percent different. Every, every time. single one's different. Absolutely. Well, one of the um, one of the things that you shared when you came in here um, was that you have a. A chronic illness would you call it that <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's an autoimmune disease mm-hmm. and it pretty much just attacks everything in your body thinking it's foreign uh so your body is just in a constant state of attack like who can say you're attacking yourself <laughs> i can uh, but yeah it's uh it took uh, quite a while for doctors to find out what was wrong i wasn't i just wasn't going to the correct specialist Mm. Uh, but uh once they found out what was wrong we're on the path not the path to (laughs) healing because there is no cure for it but Mm. just slowing it down and uh i take chemo treatments once a week just to slow down the progression of it and it's hard um i used to bartend every single day and my body just doesn't allow me to do it. So I, I, I laugh. I don't want you guys thinking I'm crazy because I'm laughing. Um, it's just kind of my way to cope with it because if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, that definitely takes a toll on my body. I'm tired a lot. I'm in pain a lot. Um, some people don't even know because uh, I try to just pretend like I'm fine. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, if I'm fine in my head, I'm really going to be fine. Uh but yeah, yeah, it, it, it makes me tired a lot of times. Um, there's days where I'll wake up just out of the blue with a fever. And uh, it's just, they refer to it as a flare, mm. where everything in your whole body just starts going wrong. And I've been drawing and dropped pencils because I can't hold on to them. And I have to, or I'll work like a little bit on a drawing, and then I have to lay down just mm-hmm. because I can't physically sit up. Um it affects, um, it's called Renault syndrome. I mm. get that in my hands and feet. And I had thought it was just from the cold that I didn't really know. I'm like, oh, everyone in PA gets this when it's cold because <laughs> it's like 19 degrees out. 
Um, but my doctor was like, oh, no, no, that's part of what you have. And actually today I was sitting on the floor. I have like this heating pad that my mom got me. It's like this pocket. It's like this Sherpa thing. And it like <laughs> you put your feet in it and it heats up. And um, my feet still weren't getting warm. And I pulled them out and they were like this weird grayish purple color. Oh, no. <laughs> and I took a picture of my feet. And I sent it to my husband and he was like, that is not right. <laughs> He's like, that's you right now. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I look like I'm dead. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing to get it out there that people know. Cause I'm sure there's other people that are dealing with the same thing. And yeah. it's, um, it's, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. It's a, I'm sure a huge part of your everyday life, right? Like, I'm living it's, it. Yeah, you're living <laughs> it. Living the dream. You're in it every <laughs> single day. Well, and I think I'm appreciate, and I've noticed like on your Instagram and stuff too that you're extremely vocal about it. And I think that that's so valuable to people because I know when you first got here, we were talking a little bit about like like medical malpractice. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And, <laughs> and how like there is so much surrounding like doctors not listening to patients and how there are so many times where medications have been given or prescribed that were like so not the right fit and it just yeah. like it's you always feel like you're sitting in that room and just like screaming like why can't you hear me yeah. like why can't you hear what I'm saying yeah I feel like and just because they specialize in one thing and I'm not saying they're not good at what they do but right. I think it almost becomes so repetitive right that when someone comes in, they're like, oh, well, it's just this. And they're yeah. really not 100% listening to you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, stuff just goes wrong. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at one point, I um, and my dad had come with me to the one appointment, but I was getting injections in my head. Mm. They were taking needles and putting like a, it was like a Novocaine. That's the numbing stuff, right? Because mm. they were trying to numb my head. Yeah. And uh, my dad looks over and starts laughing and he actually had to get up and walk out because he was making funny faces. And then I started laughing as oh, they're doing these injections. Oh, the treatments, jeez. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so crazy. You think about like, this is where my mind starts going because I'm like into like that paranormal unknown. And you think about back when people were put into, what was it? Like for, um, uh, I can't even think of what it's called. <laughs> it was like major back then that you were put into like these treatment facilities and then they oh, would yeah. like do like cold water baths or hot water baths. Yeah, or and like the electrosis treatment and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of in my head. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that. Like I struggle with quite a bit of anxiety and depression. And I think like, I always wonder like, I would not have been in a good place if. Oh my gosh, what is 50, it like? Trans Allegheny ago. Lunatic Asylum? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been admitted. Well, it was like I, there was some movie I was watching a couple months ago that was like the um, the wife was like put in the asylum for hysteria, and I was like, uh, everything that she does, I do every single. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> it was like a movie from like the 30s or 40s, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I definitely would have been locked up. For sure. <laughs> um, it's nothing to laugh about, but like you said, like, it's like if you don't laugh about it, then how can you? Yeah, I <laughs> how think can you it's deal just, with it on a daily basis? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's my way of coping with things, yeah. and I've always been like that weird one on my side of the family, and <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's what it is. <laughs> 
So speaking of your family, are there other like artists in your family or people that practice practice art making yeah yeah um so from and I didn't know him but my my dad's dad my grandfather he did a lot of painting and so that was all passed down my dad went to Kutztown where I went Hmm. and he actually stayed in the same dorm as I did oh my gosh so it was kind of following those footsteps and he was an art teacher um so he started out as an art teacher and then got out of it and ended up working at Hess's. So he did all of the windows that you would see. Oh my gosh. Um, in downtown Allentown. That is so cool. Yeah. He, and then all the display inside too, the mannequins, decorations. And he did that for a long time. And then eventually when things were not looking so good for Hess's and it got <laughs> bought out and then things really started not looking good, uh, he went back into teaching um, and then he retired. Nice. And that was your your father or your grandfather? um, My dad. Nice. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So art's always been, um, and then my mom did cake decorating. So that is still art. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't do it. I tried and (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah. That's Um, very cool. Yeah. And then my brother does too. He he went for graphic design to school and uh, does some drawing on the side too. Nice. Do your kids like, like to make art at all? They do. Um, neither of them really want to, I think, go anywhere with it, uh, but they are good. They'll come home with some drawings. I'm like, that is surprisingly good. <laughs> they, yeah, they do. That's awesome. If they ever came home and they're like, mom, I want to go to college for art, like, what would you say? I'd be super excited. Yeah. I know my son doesn't want to. He wants to go um, for phys- physical education, which is what my husband does. Mm. Uh, I, w- I almost called it Jim. He would have killed me. He would have been like, you never tell a person that majors in phys ed that they're a gym teacher. Whenever whenever someone's like, oh, how's Jim? He's like, he's a great guy. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what my son wants to do. Uh, he's looking at coastal Carolina, which nice. is a little far away. I don't know if I necessarily like that. Uh, but And my daughter has no clue, but she's still... She's 14, mm. so she has time to figure it out. Nice. Yeah. I didn't figure it out until I was already in college, so. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure things out. Yeah, still working on it. That's awesome. No, it's funny. I ask because I think a lot of parents, like, you come, their kid comes home and they're like, I want to go to art school. And the parents are like, no, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't make the mistakes that I've made. Have I not taught you anything? <laughs> I think it, there's like so much value in it too. And I don't, I don't think art school is everything, but I think like it's so cool to like grow up in a community and like come into adulthood in a community where like people, there's a lot of like-minded thinking and like there's always continuous collaboration and like community building. Yep, yep. And there's so much value in it. I think it's really awesome. It is. It is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, at school it was funny because you could always know the art students walking around campus because <laughs> yeah. we had that big tackle box and like the huge portfolio. And if the wind blew, forget it. I'd be like battling the wind with this thing and You're trying like to get to your class. Kite, your portfolio kite across <laughs> yep, campus. Yep. <laughs> so you said you went to Kutztown. Did you grow up in that area or here in the Lehigh Valley? Um, so in the Lehigh Valley, I was nice. born in Allentown, oh. raised in Allentown. Um, and then right when I graduated from high school, my parents had moved to Bethlehem. Cool. And as someone who is now operating as an artist and a creative in the Lehigh Valley, um, what do you, what's like your perception of the art scene here and how do you, how do you like working here? I, I think it's amazing. Um, so when I was really getting 
back into doing mart, art, mart, mart, <laughs> fart. When I was doing mart. <laughs> when I started getting back into that whole scene uh, and trying to establish myself as an artist, hmm. um, I had actually, trying to think like, because I was doing labels at the time and I was doing all my commission work. And then um, the owner from Suddenly Samantha, um, Steve Flowers, he had reached out to me and he's like, oh, I saw your work. And mm. he said other people recommended you. I think it actually went back to um, he did skate decks. Uh, and this is this is where my mind's going. It's all over the place. So <laughs> I so the one day I had um, just to one of my coworkers, I was like, oh, you know what I really want to do one day? I want to design a skate deck. And she's like, hold on a second. So she gets on her phone, contacted someone she knew who did skate decks for this event that um, Steve did for uh, Easton. And it's all to raise money for the um, homeless. Oh, yeah. So um, that's how I got my foot in the door for that. Oh. And, uh, and then it just kind of went from there. So I started to meet more people that were involved in art out of Easton, mm -hmm. which surprisingly there's just, there's so many there's and so it many. is such a cool thing. <laughs> like I love it. And you're meeting all these like-minded people, but people that are creating art, that's not even like remotely what I do, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just super, super cool. Yeah. Um, so that's how I kind of got that direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My head was like this little hamster running on a wheel really, really fast, <laughs> generating my thoughts. Um, but I still put um, time in for them at the salon. And if I'm sure somewhere on my Instagram, like my hair went from being really short and hot pink to I think I've had it every single color, but it was all done there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I help run their social media and do some of their marketing designs, which is cool, too. Nice. That's very cool. So I, you were born and grew up here, but what's kind of the draw for you to stay here and like make your life here, you know? Um, there are times that I think like, where can I go? Because I love <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's another really cool city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at one point, my husband had, this was years ago, he said something to my mom. He's like, yeah, we're going to pack up and move to Pittsburgh. And she started to cry. <laughs> so I was like... Okay, psych, this is my forever home. I'm never leaving. Uh, so you kind of, like, if this is where I'm going to be, it's you kind of want to make a name for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have, there's, you have so much going on and so so much cool artwork, too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, and I... Every so often I have it in public where I'm out and everyone's like, oh, you're the twisted plot, and they come up, and <laughs> it's such a cool feeling because you don't, you don't know. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a moment where I've made it. <laughs> it's like that little proud moment. But like I said, I try to stay humble about it. I think if you get too wrapped up in, you know, getting those likes on Instagram and that's that's a sad but true reality of things. Absolutely. It's social media, you know, you're you're posting something. But for me, it's almost like a timeline of what I've done. And I don't care how many people like it. I don't care what they say. And yeah, every so often you get negative comments, but I just skip right past it and go on to the next. Yeah, that's a cool way to look at it, the like timeline of your work. And I know you'd mentioned before, like that first pet portrait you did, you were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not so good. <laughs> but having having like a place to look to look back to that's like, readily accessible and other people can kind of enjoy that, too. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Wonderful. Well, speaking of your Instagram, um, if people want to find your work online or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, so on Instagram, I'm pretty sure if you just search my name, Gretchen Gross, it's there. If not, it's the Twisted Plot. And plot is spelled with two T's, P-L-O-T-T, and with a C-O at the end. Nice. So um, that's at the Twisted P-L-O-T-T-C-O on Instagram, right? Yes. Um, and then I do also have on Facebook two pages. One is that business one, the Twisted Plot, mm -hmm. and then the other is just my name. Awesome. Very good. Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for coming in to talk with us today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really appreciate, uh, <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we finally got to meet in person. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm glad my mind allowed me to get through this. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Gretchen, thank you so much for coming in. It was awesome having you in the studio. This week's Opportunity of the Week comes straight from Lost Tavern Brewing. Join them at the Hellertown location this Saturday, January 29th, for live music with John Fadham from 6 to 9 p.m. And keep your eye out for the gastro truck, which will be sitting outside all day. We hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, a Steel Pixel original series. Don't forget to like the podcast, leave us a review, and follow us on both social media and streaming services at Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast.